Welcome back to the Redefining Anger podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Roy, a self-motivated force turned recovering perfectionist. After experiencing the traumatic and sudden loss of my father, turning to anger as a form of protection while living in a state of survival, and facing the wake-up call that I needed nearly two years later, I found community and began a journey of growth and deep internal healing. I'm on a mission to normalize feeling. I believe that getting quiet with yourself and really feeling what needs to be felt is the key to building a relationship of trust and self-respect with yourself. I created this space to vulnerably share my journey with you, how I'm learning to navigate life after loss, and how feeling alive and abundant is still possible. I believe in the power of sharing our stories, and my hope is that my story can empower you to navigate yours. I'm so glad you're here. I want to extend a heartfelt thank you and appreciation for everybody who attended the August free virtual pitching meetup. It was a success and I just want to reiterate that this meetup is a series that is going to occur monthly for the foreseeable future. So coming in September on Wednesday, September 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern is the second meetup of the series. And in this meetup, I will specifically be diving into the strategy behind pitching. So in the first meetup, I covered an umbrella summary of all of the key components of pitching. And in the upcoming months, I'm going to be breaking down each area, each key component. So September, I will be breaking down the strategy component. Again, this is for female entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their their business by expanding themselves into other communities, ultimately expanding their reach and visibility so that they can become known as the thought leader that they want to be known for. So please join me September 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern for the second free virtual pitching meetup of the pitching series. The call will be recorded, so I encourage you to register um, so that you can capture the replay in the event that you're not able to make it live. The link for registration will be included in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. Ever since I left corporate, it's been a challenge for me to let go of that corporate mindset, the Monday to Friday, all or nothing mentality. I've always struggled with Mondays, getting the dreaded Sunday scaries. I'm sure many of you can relate. I've been working on shifting this mindset, really striving to own my Mondays and make them mine. The last couple of weeks, I have embraced allowing my Mondays to be exactly what I need them to be for me. A day to ground myself and ease into the work week versus hustle, hustle, hustle. This has really allowed me to show up how I want to show up Tuesday to Friday and own my week, and I'm here for it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So I am coining today's episode, Gentle Mondays. And isn't it ironic that I am recording this on Sunday? And um, as you heard in my intro, the Sunday scaries present themselves on Sunday for many of us. 
So that intro that you heard, I actually shared that in my story on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. And this is a very real scenario for me ever since I left corporate. The transition from that corporate mindset to working for myself, being an entrepreneur and creating my own schedule, making my own schedule and having that beautiful flexibility that flexibility that I always wanted, it's kind of a mindfuck. Honestly, it really is. That identity shift is so real. And even though I left corporate in February and here we are uh, approaching September, rapidly approaching September, um, you know, so it's been several months, that identity shift is still very much in the making, still very much happening. And um, so I just shared this in my stories a couple of weeks ago, because this is just something that I have been working on for myself and really trying to adapt, um, or I should say adopt (laughs) into my schedule. And I actually got an overwhelming response from my followers on, on that. I had several people reach out to me. Several people liked it. And then several people reached out to me separately just to kind of share something that they can relate with it. Either they're doing it as well, or they just love the idea of it and they wish that they could do it. And so it really got me thinking of, you know, I think that this is something that maybe we need to normalize a little bit more, especially for women who are in business for themselves and who also have transitioned from corporate or who are in the midst of that transition or who are considering leaving corporate um, to go to work for themselves. Or even for anybody who is still in corporate, there is still a way to take ownership over your own schedule. And that is what I want to talk about today too. And to really just normalize this topic of why is it that we are so driven to the hustle culture that any movement outside of that, whether it's subtle or not, feels so significant and it feels so wrong. We are so, you know, society drills us into that hustle culture so much that come Monday, we are like, you know, it's like our, our, we're in, in anticipation of that hustle, hustle, hustle. And so when we think about those Sunday scaries or even the Monday blues, the feelings that present themselves in our bodies, you know, with those in association with that, you know, the Sunday scaries and the Monday blues, those are body memories. <laughs> those are ultimately, it's kind of like a traumatic event that is stored in your body. And so, when the familiar familiar feeling presents itself again, which it does every week, so it presents itself again and again and again and again, you know, we physically feel that in our body and it, it could it could, you know, present itself differently for many of us. We could feel physically ill, we could just have that that looming dread over us, kind of like a dark cloud over us. It could even bring our energy levels down. We could on the emotional guidance scale, we could feel really low. Um, and, and this is, this is real guys. And when I say traumatic, I mean, 
when there's trauma, when you talk of trauma, there's big T's and there's little T's. And this is something that I would identify probably as a little T. Uh, but nonetheless, the Sunday scaries and the Monday blues are very, very real. And I believe it's because of that anticipation of the hustle, hustle, hustle. We, we are so driven to be all or nothing Monday through Friday, go, 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 go. And then we get a break on Saturday and Sunday. Most of us get a break on Saturday and Sunday. I do realize that obviously there are jobs out there and, you know, service, uh, services out there that obviously operate on the weekend. They, they need to operate. And so some people do work on the weekends. I did my fair share of working on the weekends also. I get it. But I'm talking about the general population here who's chunked into that corporate mindset. And even for those of us who are self-employed, um, I mean, like I said, for myself, this is real too. It's that mentality of go, 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 all or nothing, Monday through Friday. Then we pump the brakes Saturday and Sunday. So we go from all in to nothing. And so trying to get ourselves back out of that nothing mode then on Sunday to prepare for Monday, I mean, it's kind of like a shock to the system. I truly believe that this is a shock to our nervous system. Um. And this is why one of the reasons when I left corporate, I very much desired flexibility in my own schedule and being able to create that for myself so that I could have the hours that are in alignment with how I want to feel so that I could work in alignment with how I want to feel. You know, if I want to work at 5 a.m. and take a couple hours off in the afternoon, I want to be able to do that. If I want to take a Monday or a Friday off and be with my family or be with myself, I want to be able to do that. Hell, if I want to work on a Saturday morning when the house is still quiet because that is where I have, I feel that I have a burst of energy and I could really put a lot of focus into my business, then I want to be able to do that. But what I noticed when I left corporate and shifting, you know, like shifting into this new identity, letting go of that corporate identity is very challenging. A lot of the women inside of the community that I'm a part of have, have done that. They have shifted from corporate and are in business for themselves now. Many of them are. I mean, many of them are still in corporate too, but many of them have shifted. And I have heard from many of them that the corporate PTSD is so real, even for those who have been in business for themselves for years now. So when I say that societal expectations and culture have this hustle culture ingrained in us, it is very, very real. And when these women say that they still have corporate PTSD, that's trauma. And it's a body memory that is stored in your body. So when that familiar feeling comes up, even though you're not in corporate anymore, it could present itself in another way. You feel those feelings all over again. And for me, it's the feeling of I'm doing something wrong. It's the feeling of I'm going to get in trouble. Um, And I believe that a lot of this stems back from my childhood as well. So there is some of that childhood trauma at play too. You know, the feeling of I'm going to get in trouble for being homesick from school and not doing my homework or the feeling of, you know, I'm, you know, homesick from school and laying on the couch and I'm not being quote unquote productive. Um, 
there's a lot of that that I still carry with me to this day. But it's also the 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 mentality of um, there's a lot of comparison there. Like, oh, everybody else is, you know, go, go, go Monday through Friday. I should too. And I'm using should in quotations here. Um, so comparison, feeling like I'm doing something wrong or, you know, like I said, getting in trouble from my boss, let's say, um, in that, uh, you know, in that corporate world, the managers who most of them are far from being leaders, let's be real, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, so that feeling like you're doing something wrong. And so before I continue, I wanted to share some of the feedback that I got from some people who responded to that post that I made in my stories. So I had one woman reach out to me and I happen to know that she is a, she's a transition from corporate as well. And she is um, in business for herself now too. And she wrote back and she said, I do this too. And it has been such a game changer. So it's really amazing that she has completely adopted the idea of Gentle Monday. And maybe that looks different too. Maybe her Gentle Monday is a different day of the week from time to time. But that's the beauty of the flexibility and really allowing it to be your own. And that's really what I'm working towards as well. So another woman, I know that her and her husband are self-employed. I don't know if her husband does anything else. Um... But she did write, I love this. My husband genuinely hates Sundays because he knows he has to go back to work the next day. We totally get it. So I have a feeling here that her husband may also do something else for work in addition to being self-employed. But hey, the Sunday scaries are very, very real. And it's so unfortunate that we have so much distaste for a day of the week when Sunday should really still be a day to rest, right? It should be a day to, yeah, prepare for the for the upcoming week but a day to rest a day to be with your family a day to another day for yourself not to dread what's coming next another woman who i know has also transitioned from corporate she says i've recently made the decision not to see clients face to face on mondays and i use the day for check-ins and admin and meetings still trying to figure out my new life. I love what she said there, still trying to figure out my new life because she has transitioned from corporate. It makes it quite a few years now. And oh, I say quite a few years, at least a few years. And so even still, she's still working on figuring out that transition for herself. And then she goes on to say, admittedly, my mornings are slow. I drink tea, work out and walk. I don't usually start work until nine or 10. So that means I work a little later or, or, or cram it in during the day. And what I will say to that is I actually don't start my day until nine or 10 either. I'm up early. I'm up between four and four thirty every morning because I value my mornings. I value that time for myself before I get my daughter up to get ready for, for school. And, you know, I, she's still going, um, to childcare. Um, she's going to pre-K. I mean, it's, it is the same daycare facility she's gone to since she was an infant, but it is a pre-K, uh, excuse me, pre-K, uh, curriculum. So it is ultimately school, but bottom line is she's, she's, um, I still need to drive her. She's, it's not like she can jump on a school bus for this. So that 
that commute for me every morning is an hour. And, you know, when I was in corporate and I had to get to work for 8 a.m., I despised mornings so much because of that because my it's like I would wake up and although I was trying to create a morning routine for myself and I valued my mornings I was not getting enough sleep because back then I would wake up between 3 and 3:30 just to be able to have time for myself and get my kid ready do the commute to daycare and get myself to work for 8 a.m. and it wasn't until I finally started progressing in my career and growing more of like into a senior level that they allowed me a little more flexibility. So then it turned into 830. And then the last corporate job that I had, um, I started that job when my daughter was an infant. So they had a lot of grace for me and they allowed me a 9am start. But with that comes a 6pm end time, right? So where everybody else is doing an eight to five, now I'm doing a nine to six. Um, anyway, the point being here is, you know, when you're on someone else's schedule, you really have to get creative to figure out how you can still create time for yourself. And and that's so incredibly important. You need to be able to create time for yourself on the calendar. You need to put yourself first on that calendar. So if mornings is not going to happen for you, can you do something for yourself on your lunch break? Can you go for a walk? Can you take a few minutes to walk away from your computer and breathe a little bit, stretch a little bit, um, go get some fresh air? You know, what can you do for yourself? I know one of the big things I did often when I was in corporate too is I would work through my lunch, is I would eat at my desk, not out of obligation. I mean, it, the company for the most part, you know, allowed for a break. But again, it's that unspoken expectation of hustle, 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 go, go, go. And so, yeah, I would just work through my lunch and not even take a break for myself. Um, But where I'm going with this is when I left corporate and I started transitioning into this work for myself, my morning started getting a little more slow. So instead of waking up at four, I started waking up at 4.30. And so then next thing I know, instead of starting my day at nine, I'm now starting my day around 9.30 or 10. And even still to this day, I feel so much guilt for that. The feeling of guilt was much more prominent at the beginning, of course, um, when I first started adopting this schedule just because of the feeling that I was doing something wrong. Oh, everybody else is starting their work day at eight or at least by nine. And, um, and here I am starting it at 10. I'm so late. I'm not doing this right. I'm going to fuck up my business. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing this wrong. And again, it's that feeling of right or wrong. And let me pause for a moment here to kind of go down that rabbit hole of right or wrong. Who determines when something is right or when something is wrong? Everything in life, everything in life is man-made, right? So the idea of right or wrong is also man-made. I mean, these, you know, and whoever created the concept, it's all perceived. It's all on someone's opinion of something else. And so what, you know, something may be, 
culturally seen or societally, you know, society can see it as right or as wrong to the general population. But again, it's man-made, right? So who are you, whose expectations are you really living up to at that point? Not your own, that's for damn sure. So at that point, you're not even living for yourself, you're living for someone else. And so anyway, I could, I could go on and on and on about that. But when this woman shared that she starts her, her work, you know, you know, later in the day, like nine or 10, I felt so validated. I felt so validated when she shared that. And I was like, oh my God, me too. But here's the thing is it was great to feel validated in that moment for sure, but I shouldn't have to be seeking validation to be living in alignment with how I want to feel, to be living in alignment with my values and with what's important to me. Yeah, maybe I do start my day at nine or 10. Does that mean I'm going to fuck up my business? Hell no, it doesn't. And that's where the beauty of taking ownership over your life and taking ownership over your schedule and taking ownership over your time and energy is so incredibly, incredibly important. We need to start giving ourselves permission permission to live in alignment with how we want to feel. And a lot of this comes down to boundaries too, right? So I mentioned before in a prior episode that boundaries are incredibly intuitive. Boundaries are what feels right to you. So, and the thing is, is when you're crossing your own boundary, it's going to present itself in your body. You're not going to feel good. You're going to feel icky. Something is not going to feel, you know, you're going to, it's just, it's just not going to sit right with you. It's not going to feel right. And yeah, you're not, you might not be able to connect the dots immediately and think, oh my goodness, I crossed the boundary. But if you allow yourself to be curious with that discomfort and explore it, you, you, you could ultimately lead to that conclusion of, okay, I did cross my own boundary here. And, and this is what my boundary is. And like I said, boundaries are incredibly intuitive. So if you go back to the Sunday scaries and the Monday blues and how that presents in your body as incredible discomfort, I guess it could be argued that perhaps you're crossing your own boundary there. Perhaps you're longing for something more, something different. Perhaps it's an opportunity to get curious and allow yourself to get creative with what can I do with my schedule to make it less daunting, to make it less scary, to make it more aligned for, for what I want, for what I desire, for how I want to feel. And I think that that's what it is here is that a lot of this is trial and error. It's testing it out, seeing what works, what doesn't, and then shifting and pivoting as needed. So for myself, with my gentle Mondays, you know, every Monday for the most part has been looking a little different from Monday to Monday. I've been taking that day to really attack things that uh, need to be attacked that I don't necessarily um, create the time or the space for during the week. So what I mean by that is, you know, we all have our own personal lives and responsibilities that we need to tend to. So perhaps it's some bills that I need to pay. Perhaps it's some doctor's appointment that I need to schedule. Perhaps it's another type of important phone call that I need to make. Or maybe the, pi- the mail pile is piling up and I need to take 10 minutes just to, s- to shift through it 
open up the mail, put, you know, create some piles, you know, what's trash, what's junk, what's important, what needs to take, you know, action, just things like that, right? Like adult responsibilities. And um, so some days, some Mondays, it looks a lot like that. Some Mondays, it looks a lot like just a lot of rest and really listening to what do I need today? And I will be honest with you, the past couple of weekends have been incredibly full for me. So full that come Monday, I am incredibly, incredibly, incredibly exhausted. And with the concept of the gentle Mondays, I have been really listening to the to myself and listening to the fact that my body wants and craves rest. My body needs more rest. And so even this past Monday, my day looked a lot more like rest than it did with any other quote unquote productive task. I did do a few things for my business that I needed to do, but for the most part, I really allowed myself to rest. And here's the thing with rest is rest can also be coined as lazy. Maybe we, when we see someone else resting, maybe it triggers us. Do you relate with that? Does that resonate with you? If you see someone else resting, does that trigger you? I know for myself for a very, very long time when my husband would rest, it would trigger the shit out of me. And again, a lot of that comes from my childhood trauma because when I was younger, rest was very much seen as lazy. It was very much seen as taboo. You're not being productive. You're not, you know, whatever. You could be doing homework. You could be cleaning. You could be doing something else, right? And so very much seen as taboo. So I still carry that mentality with me today. And it's very much something that I'm trying to shift out of. So one of the things that I challenge myself with now is when I do feel like I need rest, I will verbally say to myself, okay, I'm giving myself permission to own my lazy today. I need to be lazy today. I need to rest. And I will tell you with that, comes an incredible, incredible amount of guilt and shame because I deeply, deeply feel like I'm doing something wrong. And like just this deep feeling of I should be working. Everybody else is working. It's Monday. I'm going to fuck up my business if I don't work today. Um, All of these thoughts and limiting beliefs start creeping into my head because these feelings are so, so thick and so heavy and so real. And they're so deeply rooted. And, you know, the other thing that I've noticed in myself is when I, when I feel, when resistance comes up for me, so resistance of, you know, I need to take um, action in my business or I need to do something and perhaps I'm feeling some fear around that. So resistance shows up. I notice that resistance for me can also present itself as, oh, I'm tired. I could use a break. So there's the duality of, okay, do I lean, you know, do I lean into that resistance and allow myself to rest and ultimately feel guilt and shame for it? Or do I push through and take the action? And this is where that trial and error comes in too. Because you got to test it out. And the more you test it out, the more you get to know yourself and the more you get to know your body better. So once you take that action, if you feel 
you might feel like a boost of energy and you can feel like you can keep going. At that point, you know that it was just resistance and you weren't actually really tired. Um, on the contrary, if you still feel tired after you take that action, then yeah, maybe you need to take a little cat nap or maybe you need to get up and go for a walk or maybe you need to take a break, right? So it's, it's a lot of that trial and error and giving yourself permission to test it out, figure out what works and what doesn't, get to know yourself better. And, you know, so that's what I realized for myself with this past Monday when I decided to rest and I was sitting so much in that shame and that guilt. I went to bed feeling terrible about myself that night, terrible about myself that night. Um, but when I woke up Tuesday, I felt different. I had energy. I was in a completely different mindset. I was ready to go and I was ready to own my day and dive into the week and dive into the work week. And so it was in that moment that I realized, well, I did right by listening to myself yesterday. Then my body really truly did need the rest and it wasn't just resistance, right? So Again, trial and error, giving yourself permission to test it out. Test out what feels right and what doesn't. I want to take a quick pause and go back to what I was talking about here real quickly about rest and being lazy. And here's the thing with rest and being lazy is that many of us are attached to busy. We are very, very addicted to busy and we use busy or being productive as a coping mechanism to avoid uncomfortable feelings. So example, when I decided to rest on Monday and I was feeling the incredible guilt and the incredible shame, I could have easily stayed busy. Okay, so perhaps I'm still taking a day, a mental day from work, quote unquote work, right? Like the actual work that I do in my business. And then of course there's work on my business. Um, and, and, and I could have stayed busy another way. I could have filled my day with something else, laundry, vacuuming. Um, I don't know, you know, you name it, right. Just to stay busy and to stay in motion, to give myself the false feeling that I'm being productive so that I have, that I kind of suppress the guilt and the shame that I was feeling. So using busy as a coping mechanism to, to avoid that guilt and that shame. But I didn't do that. I told myself, okay, if I truly really need rest today and I plan on taking today as a rest day, then I'm going to rest. And I sat I sat in that guilt and I sat in that shame. And that's what we need to do. We need to sit in those uncomfortable feelings to process them, give ourselves the space and the time to process and to feel them so that they can come up and out. And that's what I did. And that is why on Tuesday I woke up feeling better and feeling great actually and feeling like, fuck yeah, I can take on the day and now I can take on the rest of the week. And so I knew in that moment that I did right by myself by owning my lazy on Monday um, and, and really taking that day um, to rest. So again, trial and error, giving yourself permission um, to, to see what works and see what doesn't. 
and then shifting from there. Again, there is no right or wrong. There was only your way. And ultimately, what comes out of it is, are you getting the results that you desire? And if you are, and if, you, if, you're, if it's in alignment with how you want to feel, then you know that you're doing right by yourself and you're living for yourself and not on someone else's terms. The other thing that plays a crucial role in all of this is perfectionism. You know, I mentioned the right or wrong. I mentioned feeling like we're doing something wrong because of childhood trauma or other forms of trauma. And that is so true. There's also an element of perfectionism tied to this, right? And um, because we are so accustomed to acting in such a way, we act in such a way so that others perceive us the way that we want them to perceive us. And that is perfectionism. And so contributed to that right or wrong mentality is the idea of trying to be perfect, trying to be perfect. But again, perfection is man-made. My perception of perfection and your perception of perfection is different. And so to whose standards am I really living up to here, right? And here's the thing is I've noticed this in myself for sure. And I know that the same is true for others is that perfectionism is connected to anger. Anger is a symptom of perfection. So I've spoken about this before too. When you are angry, angry is a secondary emotion. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's letting you know something is not right here. Something is wrong. Typically, it means that a boundary was crossed. Again, because it's coming up, it doesn't feel good in your body. So it's a clue that a boundary was crossed. And so going back and looking at that, what boundary was crossed? Are you being true to yourself? Or are you just trying to live by someone else's standards? So for those of you who are still in corporate, and perhaps you don't have that much as much flexibility as someone who's in business for themselves and you do work the Monday through Friday. I challenge you to get creative. Get creative with what you want out of your schedule. What do you need out of your schedule? Let me give you an example. When I was at the last corporate um, job that I had, there was a woman that I work with and we coined her Summer Fridays because she desired to take every single Friday off in the summer. And she did. She used her PTO, scheduled it, put it on the calendar. And every single Friday she in the summer, she took off without, without fail. The only time that she didn't was if she truly, truly, truly needed to be um, – to be present, like if there weren't, there wasn't coverage or there was a huge, you know, huge project or something going on. But for the most part, she took every Friday off in the summers. She listened to what she wanted, what she needed. She took ownership over that and she made it happen. I know some others who have also um, gotten creative with their schedules. Even though they work Mondays, they block off their, uh, excuse me, even though they work corporate and they work Monday through Friday, they block off their calendar on Monday to not have any meetings scheduled that day so that they, they can come in and they can catch up to their emails, to whatever it is they need to catch up on and set themselves up for the week ahead and get other work done. So 
No, perhaps you can't take a complete rest day, right? But I challenge you, there are still ways to get creative with your schedule and to own your boundaries and to take ownership over what you want, what you desire, and how you want to feel. And so instead of playing the victim of your circumstances, challenge yourself to get into a creator role and start creating what it is that you desire. Ask yourself, how can I? How can I? And then ask. You know, if you're in corporate, ask your boss, ask your manager. What's the worst that they're going to say? No, I guarantee you that you, you may end up facing a little more grace than you think you will. Because a lot of the times it's our own thoughts about a situation that um, challenges us and creates that resistance that we feel. So become the creator of your life. Challenge yourself to a gentle Monday or whatever that might look like for you. Another day of the week, maybe it's Fridays that you want off. How, what do you desire with your schedule, with your time, with your energy? Step into that. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Redefining Anger. If this resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode or the podcast with a friend, a family member, anyone that you believe may benefit from it also. If you want to stay connected, you can find me on Instagram at runningongrit at running.on.grit and follow along my journey. Do you have a story to share? A voice that's aching to be heard? Send me a DM and let's get a conversation going. My information can also be found in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you.